Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online at Senior Care Live. L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, without any further delay, would like to introduce to you my friend and special guest today, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and our special guest today for the first time in studio, music therapist, Jesse Heilman. And David and Jesse, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. We're glad to be here today. Yeah. It's good to be here. All right. So, David, you've talked with uh, us before about the differences of hospice and palliative care and some of the misconceptions surrounding these programs. So today I'd like to discuss with you a concern that I sometimes hear about hospice and what happens when someone chooses hospice services for uh, the end-of-life care. Sure. I'd be happy to uh, talk about those concerns, Steve. Okay, so a common misperception is that enrolling in hospice means a person is given up on living. So let, let's talk, let's yeah. unpack that. <laughs> okay, for sure. You know, certainly, uh, the word hospice can engender fear and uncertainty about what the next few months will look like. Um, because hospice is focused on what are typically the last several months of life, many people imagine they're feeling horrible or, you know, just waiting to die. But here's the thing. And, and here's, you know, why I always advocate for people to, to come onto hospice as soon as you and your doctor believe treatment for your disease is no longer, you know, in your best interest is because hospice is about living. It's about soaking in every precious moment of life. It's about focusing on the quality of your life, enriching your life and, and living as much as you can for as long as you can. And oddly enough, you know, many people, they start to feel better once they come onto hospice care and they, they find out that, you know, perhaps it was the treatment that they were undergoing 
um, when they're trying to find a cure for their disease that was really making them feel awful. And, and often it's not the disease itself. So when they come on to hospice care, we're, we're able to help them manage symptoms such as pain and, and which helps to uh, increase their quality of life. Absolutely. So if they come on to hospice early enough, um, they'll also receive benefits beyond the physical aspects that most most helpful that are uh, closer to the end of life. And hospice itself, you know, it's a holistic model of care. It addresses phys- physical needs, of course, but it also helps people grapple with emotional and spiritual concerns. And it shifts the focus towards comfort and enrichment. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to help people get the most out of every moment they have left and to help the patient's loved ones to address their own emotions as they cope with the serious illness of someone that they love. And then, of course, later we help them with their grief. Okay, so thanks for addressing that. And I, I like what you said about hospice, that uh, there's a lot of living left to do, and boy, yeah. isn't that true. Mm-hmm. So uh, how does Kansas City Hospice help patients and their families as they cope with their serious illness? You know, that's a great, that's a great question, Steve. And, and first, it's important to also reiterate that, you know, hospice, uh, it's not a place, it's a philosophy. And we work each day to provide expert, compassionate care to patients and their families, which means, you know, more than just excellent medical care, which of course we're proud to provide, but also a number of other kinds of supports, such as expressive therapies and pet therapies. Wow, that's interesting. So what expressive therapies do you offer, and are they part of the Medicare hospice benefit? That's a good question, Steve. Um, Well, first, at Kansas City Hospice, expressive therapies include art therapy and music therapy. We also offer pet therapy. So many people have benefited from the love and study of art and music throughout their lives, and expressive therapies continue to enrich their lives, even in their last months. It might be new to some some others, and that's also wonderful, of course. We see patients and families, uh, members of all ages, and I often hear of how expressive therapies can be for um, pediatric patients and also their siblings. But it's also an amazing resource for older individuals as well. Research shows that expressive therapies and pet therapy reduces anxiety, stress, and it can alleviate pain. These services are offered at the Kansas City Hospice House, the North Care Hospice House, Home Hospice, our pediatric program, which is called Carousel, the Solace House, and we have two great grief support camps, one called Camp Carousel and Mm -hmm. one called Camp Aaron. Mm. And these therapies are offered to patients and their families without charge. And although they aren't a benefit that's covered by Medicare or insurance, we know that the benefits that patients and their families receive are incredibly important. And although there is a cost, of course, to provide these services, we're able to do so thanks to our donors. All right. So what are some of the benefits of expressive therapies and pet therapy? You know, expressive therapies include art and music therapy. And so art includes includes, uh, peacefulness to those facing end of life. Art therapy's goal is to help patients relax, provide stress relief, and allow the patient to reflect on their life and the opportunity to communicate and connect with their caregivers. Patients can use art as a self-expression, find interpersonal support when interacting with an art therapist, and also engage in cherished hobbies or learn new skills. Art therapy includes drawing and painting, um, sculpting and fabric arts, and therapists utilize their sessions to facilitate movement and muscle therapy for patients. And studies show that art therapy decreases the feelings of loneliness and isolation and even helps with 
pain management, and other symptoms. And then, of course, for seniors, research has shown that art therapy increases their cognitive skills. It stimulates intellectual engagement. It improves motor skills, encourages socialization, and increases communication, and relieves stress and depression. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So we're introduced to arts and crafts when we're young, and it's amazing to see how it positively impacts us as we age. So how does art therapy benefit caregivers? That's a good question. Uh, Art therapy, it can amplify the connection between patients and their caregivers through active participation and nonverbal communication. Art can be a significant metaphorical expression that is meaningful to both the patient and their caregiver, which can be, you know, part of a legacy left behind to the family. All right. So a wonderful offering that you have. We're just so fortunate to have Jesse Heilman with us today, who's a music therapist at Kansas City Hospice. So Jesse, can you tell us more about music therapy, please? Absolutely. Music creates a comforting atmosphere of relaxation and nostalgia for a patient. A music therapist will play for a patient or have them interact by playing an instrument or moving, singing along to their preferred music. And for many hospice patients, music activates memory recollection, reduces anxiety and stress, and it can also stimulate communication, speech, and motor skills. In addition, music provides um, a source for emotional expression, communication, spiritual and emotional support, interaction, and increases quality of life. For patients with dementia or Alzheimer's, music can provide a meaningful way for them to interact. Often someone who has lost the ability to communicate verbally might still be able to engage in singing or in music in a meaningful way. Music crosses both hemispheres of the brain and can connect pathways that are otherwise damaged. For someone with a diagnosis like heart disease, cancer, or COPD, music therapy can address emotional needs, Um, helping the patient to engage in meaningful life review or can be put toward a legacy project like songwriting, setting words to music, creating playlists um, that they can leave behind with their loved ones. Music therapy interventions might look like lyrical analysis, songwriting, um, or putting together a recording of special songs. Music therapy is valuable to patients at the end of life because it increases their quality of life and nourishes the heart, body, mind, and soul. There have been many studies done regarding Alzheimer's and the positive outcomes um, when in introducing patients um, suffering from this disease to music. A team at the University of Utah Health in Salt Lake City found that in many Alzheimer's patients, music activated the part of the brain that was spared by the disease, which facilitated attention and reduced emotional distress. The benefits of music therapy to hospice patients are incredibly encouraging for our therapists in creating quality end-of-life experiences. Wow, that is amazing. Music does bring back memories, like the first time hearing a song or remembering exactly where you were and who you were with, just like it just happened yesterday. So uh, how does music allow caregivers to connect with a hospice patient? That's a great question. Caregivers have a sense of peace when seeing a patient interact with music by singing or playing instruments, making positive facial expressions and interaction. Music can also be cathartic for caregivers as well, as they are sometimes able to relieve their anticipatory emotions of grief and express 
express themselves when there was not otherwise an opportunity to do so. Sometimes music can arouse memories for both the patient and the caregiver to reflect on and share together. That's just amazing. And we'll have more questions after the break. But uh, I have to say, you know, my daughter is a music therapy student at KU. Jesse, you said that you went to KU as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's just fantastic. So uh, looking forward to continuing this conversation right after the break. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. This is a true or false. Art and music therapy for end-of-life care is part of the Medicare hospice benefit. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the home page or click the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect and boom, you are in. It's that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. This is true or false. Art and music therapy for end-of-life care is part of the Medicare hospice benefit. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. That answer is false. Organizations that provide expressive therapies do so uh, on their own, you know, by their own choice or on their own accord because they recognize the valuable benefits for patients and their family. In fact, only one out of three hospice providers provide any kind of expressive therapies. I'm here today with David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Jesse Heilman, Music Therapist with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care uh, to discuss expressive therapies and the pet therapies that they offer. So we left off with our question of the week and found that only one of three hospice providers offered these beneficial therapies for their patients. So with all of the information and studies done showing the benefits of art and music therapy, one out of three seems really like a very low number. David? You know, it really does. Um, it, but we've seen the critical difference expressive therapies make for patients and their families. And we and we commit ourselves to doing the right thing for our patients and our community. And we're often able to do so because of our donors who step forward to ensure that these wonderful programs are available to families. We implement expressive therapies for our patients to feel comfort and to ignite joy while connecting them to their families in a special and meaningful way. As part of our mission at Kansas City Hospice, it's imperative that we provide quality of life for our patients and their families. If you would like to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, if you have a question about expressive therapies and how you may benefit or your loved one may benefit, if you're just interested in maybe qualifying for hospice or palliative care, be sure to note this information. Uh, their contact number is 816-363-2600. That's 816 
800-800-2600 or online at kchospice.org. So, David, it's easy to see why families served by Kansas City Hospitals are just so thankful for the care that they receive and the care that you provide. You also said earlier that not only does Kansas City Hospice offer expressive therapies, but you also said that you offer pet therapy. So can you explain more about pet therapy? Because I I think that's something that everyone would love. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm happy to. You know, pet therapy, it's a guided interaction between a patient and a pet therapy team, uh, which for hospice patients has been shown to reduce blood pressure, anxiety, isolation, boredom, and even pain. Our pet therapy teams, um, you know, can be a handler and, and a dog or a cat or a bunny or a mini horse and, you know, many other types of animals that have been certified. So at Kansas City Hospice, we have five pet therapy teams, four with dogs and, right. and one with a cat. And, uh, you know, pet therapy helps hospice patients by encouraging interaction with others and motiv- motivating patients, you know, to move. And so by engaging with pets, um, endorphins are released that help patients to feel happier and more at ease. And research shows, of course, that, that bonding with a pet for even just 15 minutes, it decreases loneliness and depression. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there have been many studies done about the benefits of pet therapies um, and patients with dementia. Uh, patients with dementia have been shown to benefit from pet therapy with uh, positive outcomes such as increased memory or recognition and motor skills. Um, with ever advancing technology, this is interesting. Hasbro, uh, you know, best known for their toys, they've even created a robotic cat. Speci- wow. It's specific for dementia patients um, through a program called Joy for All Pets. I'll be darned. Uh, which, the, you know, provides an affordable pet option mm-hmm. without, of course, all the uh, responsibilities that you have yeah. with, a, yeah. with a live one. So, <laughs> But these uh, robotic cats, they can blink and purr and roll over and provide affection and it gives a patient with dementia a sense of purpose and and the role of the caregiver as they take care of the pet. So it's not for everyone, just like pets aren't for everyone, but the patients and families that request and are served with pet therapy almost always have an excellent experience and reaction, especially when a patient engages with the same type of pet that they want once have uh, previously had. I'll tell you what, um, it, my wife, she loves cats, but she has a pretty significant mm. allergy. So if she were ever to need something like this, yeah. she could love on a cat without that uh, allergy issue. So sure. it's just something that kind of popped into my mind there. But that, that's that's really uh, a neat program there. So how do caregivers benefit from pet therapy? You know, um, our, our manager of volunteer services, Melissa Baskell, she wasn't able to join us today, but she shared mm-hmm. some some of the many benefits of pet therapy for um, caregivers and families, you know, at our hospice houses uh, in particular, patients are generally further along in their disease process. So at those locations, the interactions with family and other guests can often, you know, be uh, an important goal. We also find that um, our pet therapy teams that visit patients in their homes um, with the intention of providing the therapy to a homebound patient. It, it, and oftentimes the family is who benefits the most. Um, the therapy teams, they provide a, a much needed break from the day-to-day activities of caregiving. I can imagine these are some very popular offerings. Very much so. And, you know, they're in high demand. And although we do our best to meet all the requests, we always are in the need of um, more pet therapy teams. They have to be certified through a local pet therapy certification program and then um, complete our volunteer hospice training, uh, which is about 14 hours over two days. And, of course, that's just for the people, not for the pets. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but um, and we also have a pet peace of mind program that I think is important where we help patients take care of their 
furry, feathered, or fin pets. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we can help provide food or, or waste cleanup or flea and tick care, boarding during patient hospitalizations, and, and, and planning options for long-term pet care, which is important at the end of life, of course. All right. So, Jesse, is there a favorite story you'd like to share about a patient who benefited from these services? Sure. I would love to share um, a story of a patient. I'll refer to her as B. B was um, a patient that had ovarian cancer, and we met when a social worker referred her to me for music therapy, and we had an incredible experience together. B loved Tom Jones and the Dixie Chicks uh-huh. and um, church hymns. She was church lady and loved singing old old church hymns. Um, a lot of times in our session, she would be joined by her daughter, her granddaughter, and her one-year-old great-granddaughter. Um, and it was really amazing having four generations of women share meaningful experiences through music that was created um, all together, um, elicited some special memories for them. Um, B had a bucket list of things that she wanted to do um, before she passed away. And she, over time throughout our session, she decided she wanted to add kind of learning the ukulele to her bucket list. Um, and her mm-hmm. daughter gifted her a ukulele um, for Christmas. And we began kind of adaptive music lessons. So B was able to learn some chords and play herself. I would assist in holding down some of the chords for her while she strummed um, some of her favorite songs. And at her memorial service, um, I sang Amazing Grace, her favorite hymn, and they played a video that had pictures all throughout B's life. And the video included some um, video from the sessions of our music therapy and she um, playing the ukulele um, in the video. So this is just an example of many stories and experiences that our patients and their families have with music therapy. All right. Reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at kchospice.org. David and Jesse, thanks so much for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks Thank for you. having us. All right. I'll be back with more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program uh, with someone else, or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Just uh, click on the play button. Again, give it a few seconds to connect and it'll start streaming to your electronic device. All right. Just want to thank uh, uh, again, uh, thank Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and uh, Jesse Heilman. She's a music therapist with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, Kansas City Hospice uh, just makes sure that a lot of living 
goes on for patients served uh, by all of their various hospice programs. Uh, and, uh, and you know, I've mentioned this before, I think, but with with my my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness and uh, and and we did call in uh, hospice uh, services uh, but I, frankly after i realized the major benefit of the hospice services I, I frankly i wish that we had called them sooner so don't make the same mistake that i did D- don't do that uh just trust me and 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 trust everything that you've heard and reach out to Kansas City Hospice in palliative care and see if you qualify. If it's not for hospice services, you may be able to be benefited by the palliative care services. Uh, but no matter what, don't look at hospice as, okay, well, we're giving up and now I, I guess we have to call hospice. Don't, don't look at that. that that's a really negative uh, way to look at it. Look at hospice as a valuable service that can help you get the most out of your life and 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 get increase the quality of your life uh, and and just just trust me on this call KC Hospice uh 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org I'm just blown away that the national statistics one out of three hospice providers uh, provide some of these expressive therapies so art therapy music therapy and even pet therapy that really frankly blows me away medicare doesn't pay for it the provider has to see the need for it and see the benefit and then offer it out out of their own. it's it's a cost to them they they're not reimbursed for that that's just a value added service and uh, and i think maybe even in the Kansas City area it's fewer than 1 in 3 it might be 1 in 4 or 1 in 5 so the bottom line is you can't go wrong with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They're doing business the right way. They're going the extra mile. They have a tremendous support from their donors, uh, and they have lots of uh, lots of different opportunities for donors to contribute, and that really, really helps. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600 or online at KC Hospice. Org. All right, so just a save-the-date announcement. We're getting close to coming up on our next continuing education event. We do these on a quarterly basis. We do partner with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And remember, all of our continuing education events are for two different audiences. So, number one, the audience of the of the uh, professionals, nurses and social workers and other healthcare professionals will receive three continuing education credits absolutely free of charge. That's a big deal. My wife's going to be at this next one that we have coming up. Uh, she just finished all of her CEs. She's an RN, and uh, every two years, I think she has to have like 30 hours or so, and, uh, and she said, hey, I'm going to get a jump on my next two years, and I'm going to be at the next event. I think my daughter's going to come to this next one as well, because again, she's studying music therapy. I think we're going to be talking about music therapy on this next one up. Uh, but here it is. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, and let me not forget that the second audience is the layperson, the family and friend caregiver. 
And uh, I'll tell you what, we present this information so that it's appropriate for the clinicians as well as the layperson, the family and friend caregivers. And we have a, a high percentage of family and friend caregivers that do attend these, and you will receive a certificate of, a, of completion and attendance. So uh, the next one, save the date. It's continuing education on August the 14th. That's a Wednesday. And again, they're always held from 9 a.m. until 12 o'clock noon. Uh, stop by at 8.30 to sign in and enjoy a free continental breakfast. And then we'll start promptly at 9 a.m. We usually have a little bit of a break kind of in the middle. And then at 12 o'clock noon, we will, we will end promptly at 12 noon and you can be on your way and uh, and finish up your day uh, after you grab some lunch or whatever you'd like to do. So August the 14th, which is a Wednesday, just just block out your day uh from from the morning until noon and uh in the near future I'll tell you how to register. It's free of charge and just wanted to get out that save the date for our next continuing education event. All right, and then just a clarification from last week. Uh, something uh, in the studio kind of caught my eye, and I, I think I tripped myself up just a little bit. I just wanted to just to clarify to make it just very, very clear. I was talking about continuing care retirement community, CCRCs. I wanted to clarify that entrance fee. Uh, that has where you make an entrance fee of, you know, a couple hundred thousand. And then some of the contracts return 90% uh, to uh, your estate upon your death or to you if you should choose to move. Uh, most people don't choose to move, but 90% comes back. And so with an entrance fee of 90% return, then your, your rental rate, so your monthly maintenance fee or the, the rent that you're paying for your independent living apartment is going to be X dollars. Okay. And that's where you start. Now, if your contract returns 80% back to you, then your rental amount is going to be a little bit lower than the 90% one. That's because they keep more of your money and you're receiving less. Well, okay, so I'm only getting 80% back rather than 90. What do I get for that? Well, you get a little bit lower monthly fee. So, and, and then in turn, so at 70% returned to your estate, your rent would be even that much lower. And then uh, the lowest one I've seen is a 50% rental, uh, excuse me, a 50% refund or uh, rebate back to your estate and your rent would be even lower yet. So I just wanted to clarify that again. I got a little distracted in the, in the studio and I'm not sure if I was very clear on that. So just wanted to kind of clarify that and reiterate that. All right. And then wanted to touch on Medicaid. Uh, I've been getting lots and lots and lots of questions uh, about uh, Medicaid and, and, you know, how do you qualify and, and what is it? And, and what about this look back period and that sort of thing? So uh, let me just spend a little bit of time today on, on Medicaid. We'll talk about Medicaid here for the purposes of living in a long-term care community, otherwise known as a nursing home. And so we're, we're going to talk about it specific to uh, uh, your stay in a long-term care nursing home. So this is a federal program. It's a, it's a lot of money at the federal level, uh, but it is administered at the state level. So each state 
could be a little different. Kansas and Missouri, they're pretty similar, but there are definite differences in each state. Again, they're, all of them are pretty similar, uh, but you can have very state specific, uh, differences. And so you have to, I like to, I like to refer to Medicaid as that safety net that says, you know what? If you've outlived your assets and you need to, stay in a long-term care community and receive those nursing services and that support uh, for the rest of your life. I like to call Medicaid that safety net that says if you've outlived your assets, Medicaid's there, they've got you, they'll catch you, they'll pay for your care, uh, and uh, we'll just break this down uh, a little bit here. And, and do not confuse Medicaid with Medicare. Medicare, just think of it, that's your health insurance. That pays for your hospitalizations and your surgery and your your outpatient uh, 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 your outpatient services, and your doctor's visits, and your labs and your X-rays and all that. That's Medicare is your health coverage. This part of Medicaid that I'm talking specifically on today is going to cover your cost at your nursing home. So you look at Medicaid. This is a really simple asset test. Very very simple. Medicaid looks at your liquid assets. So your house is exempt, uh, at least for now. Your car is exempt. Prepaid funeral plan is exempt. A small amount of life insurance is exempt. And all the stuff in your house is exempt. So those things are off the table and exempt. Just about everything else is countable. And you just think liquid assets. Checking, savings, money market, mutual funds, CDs, uh, and uh, your your retirement accounts. And I'm not going to get too far in the weeds today because I could uh, really get geeked out on a bunch of numbers and lose everyone. But just think your liquid assets. When you spend down, now you'd notice that's a very specific term. If you hear that term spend down, that means that someone is spending down their liquid assets from whatever they have down to, and here, these are the qualifiers, down to $3,000 in Missouri and $2,000 in Kansas. So essentially, guess what? You're just about broke. You're just about out of money at that point. So you spend down. Your liquid assets from, let's say you have 50,000, whatever the number is, 100,000, whatever it is, 10,000, doesn't matter, down to 3,000 in Missouri, 2,000 in Kansas, and you qualify for Medicaid. I'm going to have a whole lot more on this topic right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Talking about Medicaid and how to qualify for that. So let's say you have $50,000 in liquid assets. You spend those dollars down. Uh, till you have 3,000 left in Missouri, 2,000 left in Kansas. There's one of those state differences. Obviously, it's close, but it is different. 
And at that point, you would qualify for Medicaid to pay for the cost of your nursing home. So what can you use those dollars that you're spending down? Well, obviously, you can pay for your own care at the long-term care community, otherwise known as the nursing home. You can pay for your care. You can pay off debt. If you have some debts, you can certainly do that. Uh, you can buy and you should buy a prepaid funeral plan. Just think about this. You're using cash, which is a countable asset. And let's say you take, uh, you know, I don't know, $8,000, $10,000 and you buy a prepaid funeral plan. Okay. That prepaid funeral plan is an exempt asset. It's, it's untouchable. It's off the table. And so think about this. If you don't do that, you're down to say 2000 in Kansas and you pass away and you don't have a prepaid funeral plan, who's going to pay for it? $2,000, unless you're doing a cremation plan and you're on a, on a, a budget friendly plan, which is certainly a great idea. There's no doubt about that. But what if you wanted more of a traditional plan that's closer to 10,000? Well, your family's going to have to come up. Someone's going to have to come up with $8,000. Uh, in that in that situation so it just makes sense take care of that final expense out of your dollars it's certainly allowable and frankly it's a really smart business move to do uh so so the the point is on that spend down you spend that fifty thousand dollars on your care on your medicine hearing aids uh you know a new chair uh clothing items uh, you know it a new a TV for your nursing home room, things that are for you that benefit you, and that's what you can spend that on. So uh, uh, that is the spend down. Now, what if you have a married couple? This is when Medicaid starts to get super, super, super complex. <laughs> it can it'll it'll get uh, uh, really really difficult and complex in a big 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 hurry. So back in the day, all right, let's say you have uh, uh, the the husband and he needs the nursing home care. You have his wife who's still healthy and active and doing well, living in their home uh, and, and, you know, living in the community. Well, you, you can't spend all of your money and leave, uh, leave, leave the wife in this example in the home uh, going bankrupt and, and, not able to, uh, you know, not able to live, uh, not able to pay for things. So back in the day, couples, and this is terrible, couples would actually get a divorce so that they could split their assets down the middle. Now, how terrible is that? Uh, so fortunately, Congress passed a rule and uh, it allows the legal division of assets without having to get a divorce. So thank you very much, Congress. You actually did a good thing there. <laughs> so uh, so you can do the division of assets and you're just we're just dividing the assets on paper. And yes, you're still married and everything's good. So you put half on her side, half on his side, and then his side, again, you would spend that down to 3000 in Missouri, 2000 in Kansas, and then you're, you're in and you're, you qualify. Uh, the whole point of that is to try to preserve some of the assets for the at-home spouse and the terminology so that, and they're called, they're, they're referred to as the community spouse, the community spouse, uh, so that the community spouse does not become impoverished due to the high cost of care of the institutionalized spouse or the spouse needing the long-term care community. So uh, that's a really, really, really good thing. Now, if you work with an experienced elder law firm, they may be able to help you uh, save even, uh, protect even more than half of the assets for the community spouse. And uh, I'm not going to speak for uh, uh, for an elder 
elder law attorney, but they are very sharp. It's very specifically focused. Their practice is focused on elder law. These laws and rules change all the time, and you have to know what you're doing. So they may be able to to uh, protect more than half of the assets. They might even be able to protect all of them or most of them. Uh, but that's when I always say, you know, I always refer to an elder law attorney to help you with this division of assets. All right. What happens? I get this question all the time. What happens to your income? So let's say the husband goes to the nursing home. The wife is a community spouse. She's still living at home. So the husband's income goes with him. Let me say that again. The husband's income goes to the nursing home with him. And that is a major problem because all of a sudden your combined income for the community spouse just took a huge hit. So the person moving to the nursing home, here's the exact calculation, exactly how it works. You have your total income. Right off the top, you pay for your Medicare, your insurance premiums, right? So your Part D for your medication drug cost, your Part F or G or whatever Medicaid or excuse me, whatever Medicare uh, supplemental policy that you have, that might be a couple hundred dollars a month, two fifty a month, something like that. Uh, so your Medicare premiums, your, the cost of your health insurance comes right off the top out of your income. And then you get to keep, now hold on to your steering wheels if you're in your car, you get to keep $62 a month in Kansas, $50 a month in Missouri. Don't spend it all in one place, right? So it's just designed to be a little bit of spending money, just a little petty cash, if you will. Whatever is left from your income, whether it's $200 or $2,000, goes to the nursing home. I call it a copay. Medicaid calls it the patient liability. I, I speak in English. It's a copay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's the individual's contribution toward the cost of their care. And then Medicaid pays the nursing home the difference. And it's just really that cut and dry. Uh, now, they don't pay the retail rate. Usually it's always less than the retail rate. So if they normally charge, say, $200 a day, uh, the nursing home may be willing to accept $172 a day. And then they write off that other, you know, $28 a day, and their contribution is through a discount. The individual pays what they can after they take care of their Medicare premiums and keep a couple of bucks. Medicaid pays the majority of the cost on the daily cost, and that is how it works in the nursing home. It's, it's very, very cut and dry. And so uh, I realize that is a very, very quick overview of Medicaid, but I've, I've touched on all the highlights. If you have questions about Medicaid, I, I would I would definitely refer you to an elder law firm. We have excellent elder law firms all around Kansas City, and, uh, and they can help you uh, with your they can help you do this right. They can help you file for Medicaid, make sure that's done properly. If you have any gifts in your past, because remember, there's a five-year look back. They may be able to help you cure those gifts, minimize the payback. Uh, they may tell you, no, it needs to be paid back, and here's what that looks like. But the bottom line is contact an elder law firm to help you through this. You do not want to mess this up. It needs to be done properly, and uh, and, and that's uh, – 
that's the way that you can do it properly. If you have any questions about Medicaid and how that'll impact your search for senior care community, assisted living or long-term care, uh, Senior Care Consulting, we we consult with our clients every day about this, 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. We can definitely help you find the right Medicaid certified provider. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.